Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business. Only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Mind Your Business. I'm Ahmad Akhtar. Young changemakers are making waves at this year's COP28 that's currently being held in Dubai. It's the first time Singapore is bringing a youth delegation to the annual summit, which will serve as a chance for the youths to meet like-minded peers from across the globe and share opinions and aspirations. One of them is Samantha Tian, Youth Program Coordinator of the Singapore Pavilion at COP28. She's also Senior Sustainability Manager of Asia Pacific and Middle East at Electrolux and founder of Sustainable Co, a social environment consultancy that supports marine conservation in Southeast Asia, particularly in the Philippines, Indonesia, Brunei, Singapore, and Malaysia. Samantha, thank you so much for your time this morning. How are you? Hi, everyone. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Um, it's been very exciting here at COP28. <laughs> so excited to share my views. Yeah, it's very early as, as well over there, right? About 4.20 in the morning, if I'm not mistaken? Yes, yes. We're four hours <laughs> behind that. We start the day very early usually, so um, yeah, it's been it's been a good time here. All right, Sam, you've been there at COP28, like you said, since day one. How have things been going so far? We want to hear your experience engaging other youth delegates like yourself, as well as the climate talks and negotiations that you've managed to sit in on. So how has that been thus far? Um, it's been a great experience. So a bit of my role, so I'm supporting the Climate Youth Development Program where we, the Singapore government has brought 20 youth to COP. So we've just had the first 10 here and the other 10 will be coming for the second week. Um, it's day seven of COP pretty much. And this has been a great opportunity for the youth. Okay, so the age range of youth is from 18 to 35. They get the chance to, you know, support the pavilion activities, attend the programming at the pavilion, as well as shadow negotiations and get to meet, you know, other international youth. So I think it's been a great experience to represent Singapore on an international lens. Um, you know, often we, when I meet other international youth delegates, when we tell them Singapore is bringing 20, um, that's a great amount. And often we also have youth telling us that, you know, they don't get such opportunities in the country. So I think it's been a great way to also share what Singapore has been doing on the climate front and also develop, um, you know, young people to prepare them to go to tackle, you know, climate change. All right. Now, you also occupy a day job as a senior sustainability manager at Electrolux. How will you be bringing back the experience at COP28 into your day job? Yeah, I think, you know, COP28, you know, it's the, the biggest congregation of parties, right? So it's a conference of the parties come in to discuss, you know, what is the roadmap and framework for reducing and preventing our impact on averting climate, uh, climate risk and disasters. So for me, bringing this back to work, I think it plays very much into the work that I'm doing here at Electrolux. I think principally, how do we have better climate policies, not just in Singapore, but throughout the region? Uh, for me, I focus a lot on uh, mandatory energy labelling and, you know, water efficiency labelling. So I hope that with this commitment, and that's also as part of the, uh, you may have heard, the global stock take, um, the first ever global stock take where countries have to kind of report like a little scorecard. I really hope that climate policies will make better transparency for energy use in the things that we do. So yeah, I think it's going to be, we'll definitely see the impact in the day-to-day work that I do. Mm. Um, And also, I'm sure it will impact everyone as well. All right. Now, that's not the only hat you wear. You also founded Sustainable Co., which previously sold items like metal straws, uh, sustainable cups, lunch boxes. But now you're supporting voluntary carbon packages that directly impact nature-related projects in Indonesia. So what prompted the shift? 
Yeah, so you know, actually, uh, fundamentally for sustainable uh, kind of a social enterprise, that you know, the main thing that we want to do is support capacity building in Southeast Asia, principally towards marine conservation projects. Like for me myself, I've been diving for almost 15 years, and the impact of climate, rising sea levels, increasing temperatures, more frequent inclement weather in, in Southeast Asia. So for me, previously we did kind of sell items in 2017, but you know, it was still very new. The idea of like bringing your own things and also using that to raise funds for our sustainable grants. So that's really transformed the landscape in the past six years. So at the pandemic, I was like, you know, I don't think we need to sell more things. I think we really need to support and educate people more. So that's where I've kind of shifted my focus and also support, you know, voluntary carbon packages because we also do realize that, of course, you know, you have carbon markets which are uh, a lot more higher level uh, at a bigger scale but you also see people on the ground that want to support local communities so for us our voluntary carbon packages not only just offset your carbon footprint but also give you the opportunity to support lo- local farmers especially in the region so I think that the shift that I've been seeing and I think climate change and work sustainability has also been growing very rapidly so a bit in like a transformation across our industries. All right. Green initiatives have been growing rapidly, but have also experienced some challenges. Now, from the perspective of someone who has set up your own business, why is it so challenging to scale up, especially for businesses that are pushing for these green initiatives? Yeah, so I think the challenge with scaling up, I think the challenge is really, you know, scaling up is the talent. Because obviously, the way that we have worked traditionally in businesses cannot be the same way anymore, right? We're on the transformation stage. Companies need to transition um, the scope of their work and really to, you know, align even from a Singapore perspective for the Singapore Green Plan 2030. I would say it's a challenge to, number one, uh, transform the talent that we have uh, and also bring in new talent. I think, you know, when we talk about sustainability, Mm. it, it can't be just like one person, one sustainability manager. We need to transform our procurement, our human resources, our supply chain, um, our industries and I, I think that's a massive shift so I, I do think that that's one of the biggest challenges right uh, we talk a lot about talent and also capacity mm. is something I focus like how do young people as well get opportunity and access to the right knowledge to help them be part of these transitions Samantha Tian we've been speaking with her about her experience at COP28 in Dubai she is the youth program coordinator of the Singapore Pavilion and also the senior sustainability manager of Asia Pacific and Middle East at Electrolux Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.